0: Good afternoon, fellow Gooners from a snowy Germany. I'm yours, morning, and My host, as usual, over in South Africa, Aiden.
1: I it from a nice, warm and sunny Cape Town. Happy New Year to all. Hope all is well with everybody. Um, Arsenal took on uh, a baggy side with, Tony, um, with Sam Allardyce, our old foe. And just like in Germany, very snowy pitch at the time of the game.
0: Okay, first I have to just point that I know you got the pure hatred for Tony Poulos, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back to the podcast. Yeah, also awesome trip to West Brom uh, looked more like a uh, you know winter wonderland before kickoff uh, with heavy snowfall. I mean, there was a chance it was like uh, called off, but I mean the great uh, work also by the West Brom uh, ground staff as well as you know the snow was sort of letting up, and I mean by that time. Both captains also agreed to the fixture taking place. Um, the uh, club, of course, you know, starts off to another, like, starts off to another flyer. Or uh, the you know, Arsenal playing w- with more confidence, more verve, and I mean, uh, uh, I think most of the Arsenal fans also are picking up that sort of confidence It's just growing and growing and growing. And I mean, right now, it's not like you're on a certain point now. You're almost like in a cloud nine, and you just don't want anything. You know, in in between, like a, say something like an international break to come now. In between, you know, where before we were almost like kind of lumping mm-hmm. to an international break, just one thing, sort of, you know, players can get time away from the club when we were going through that that dilemma. But I mean, that being said, we actually start showing more of our attacking prowess, and I mean, that was really enjoyable, especially the way the game started. Yeah,
1: you you kind of wondered, you know, where has this Arsenal been for majority of the season, like? Was there bad apples that needed to be wormed out the team? Or, you know, was it just purely based on confidence and then, you know, miraculously in Chelsea we got that confidence boost that we needed? Or, you know, was there something more going on? But like you said, you know, Arsenal started um, taking a foothold in the game and playing against the West Brom side that threw to Man City and threw to Liverpool yeah. at Anfield. You you ended the AT and, and I know they got the uh, walloping by Leeds, but you expected a, a very difficult game for Arsenal.
0: Yeah, and I mean, look, Arsenal took the the, the the match on. You know, almost like a, a team on a mission because they knew West Brom's uh, morale was kind of low. I mean, look, we were. I mean, I think last week you and I were quite tentative with, um, you know, the sort of backlash that we could even get from them. You know, almost like getting a, a walloping like that against Leeds. And now coming against us, and we, you know, we could even be say, put to the sword by a team like that. Where they have shown, if when you know when, when push push comes to shove, they can, uh, you know, get points. Like say, they took points of as you said, City and Liverpool. So, yeah, the game, and of course, starts at, at the like very fast tempo. Uh, I think about the tenth minute, Saka already forces uh, Sam Johnson into a, a comfortable save. But I mean, it, it kind of set the tone there for. How things were just building and going in that, in that first half. Then again, 14th minute, great work by Saka to come out the chance, and I think Aubameyang just missed it by probably a studs length.
1: I, I want to feel sorry for Aubameyang because he is he, trying so hard just to get the ball in the back of the net, and nothing's coming off for him. It's almost like yeah. he used up all his talent in um, the, the, his first few seasons at Arsenal, and now it's like you know very difficult for him to to find the back of the net. And you can see they're trying to, the players are trying to team up with chances and big ups to Saka as well. You know, the the youngster is showing his, his talent and, and becoming a very important player for Arsenal.
0: But you know the way you put that point across with regards to Young, I'm not just thinking, it's, it's not like when you put that sort of permutation like in, in cricket when a guy drops a catch, that ball just keeps on going to him no matter what <laughs> in the course of the game. And it's almost like no matter what, they are trying to was like lay it on a plate for him. It's, he's just like kind of fluffing it, or he's like, you know, choking the chances.
1: Yeah, even there was a time where the defender maybe, you know, got his studs on the ball and it, it, it just couldn't fall into his path if, if the defender didn't get the studs on it. And like you you really feel sorry for him because you can see that I think he's his work rate is starting to improve a bit more than it was. So I don't know if if his morale or yeah, the chat with our theater, he's he's seeming a bit you know happier than he was, let's yeah. say a few a month ago.
0: Yeah, look, with them, uh, you know, with the past few games now, you can see he's actually enjoying himself now. With you know, when we're getting the positive results, whatever he's you know get, really getting in the mix of it. And <coughs> excuse me, and it also shows you that that sort of camaraderie that's now building with us. Group of you know a blend of youngsters and uh, the senior players.
1: Yeah, I'd, Who, who, who was, was it? I don't know. If you 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 spoke to me in a, in a in a private message, or if I listened to a, a review where they said like, luck is it's almost the dad of the side now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but like everybody uh, took 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 Socrates as the you know father figure now, with him being almost like excluded now from the side. There was, like, needed somebody also to step up like a senior. And, and I mean, it's not like he's... Look, he, sometimes if, if he's not getting a, a passing time, or whatever, he'll shrug his shoulders or whatever. But he's always, like, trying to fire them up. Whereas, you know, sometimes you'll have... Where he's almost like he's sulking the whole time until the point where he gets substituted. But now, I mean, you see a difference of the fire burning in, in, in Luckers at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was a big... I was criticising him very much. I... Uh... Even spoke about, you know, considering maybe, you know, transferring him out. But yeah. he, he, he's his work rate's been well and he, he's taken his chances. So, you know, you, you can't fault him. I think a lot of fans probably criticized him quite harshly, with even me included, the misses against Leicester. And I think I can't remember who the other team was, which cost us points. Oh, Aston Villa, but you look at it as well, where. Oh, Liverpool as well, sorry. You look at it as well as, you know, Arsenal haven't been creating a lot of chances, so by missing one chance, you kind of look at it, you know, as useful. fault, but it just seems to be creating more chances and we have happier forwards, which ultimately gives better results.
0: But I in the 19th minute, was an on the adventure, you know, venture a bit more forward, you know, attacking almost like a wing-back at all. He then ends up also forcing a save out of uh, Johnston in the West Brom goal. Uh, 21st minute, finally, West Brom kind of wake up, they start now attacking, and I mean, since the, uh, it was like, you know, snowing, slowing fits and starts there at the ground, he ends up having a, a pop at goal, I mean, the ball kind of skips off, but I mean, Leno ends up saving it, but I mean, still have to be cautious in a game like this, you never know, you know, it takes a, just one little deflection you on your heels again.
1: Yeah, I mean, all that hard work would have gone down the drain, so, big up, to Leno, and it shows how important it is to have a solid goalkeeper, yeah. especially when the goalkeeper's not doing much, much in a game, and he's called upon, I mean, he received Allison crucial in that for Liverpool, so, you know, big ups to Leno, and you could see Arsenal, maybe it's a wake-up call, they needed.
0: Yeah, two minutes later, Tierney takes on Donnell Furlong, the right-back of uh, West Brom, you know, he already beats him for pace when he skins him down the, the left flank, and then I think Furlong was starting to be a bit too cute. He's expecting, you know, the cross to come in from Tierney. And the minute he starts adjusting himself to, you know, for the, the out the, the cross, Tierney, of course, cuts inside, you know, very sharply. He starts cutting getting himself into the box. And I mean, after, like my personal thought was, he's probably going to just lay it on a plate for somebody to smash on. And then I just see Tierney ends up, you know, with his right peg. Just see it. It's one of those beauty curlers to the top corner, wonderful Arsenal.
1: I was in shock at that goal. I was like sitting with my mouth open. I did not expect such a screamer on his weaker foot from Tierney. And yeah, I think he's just growing with confidence and becoming a, a fan favorite for me. You know, one of the, my, my favorite players in the team.
0: I mean, we, I had to chuckle a bit. You could see that the, the, sort so the of adrenaline dump he also got at the end of it because he just collapsed from fatigue <laughs> or something after the celebration of the goal.
1: <laughs> but one to Arsenal, and I think once we got that goal, you, you could sense that Arsenal felt they were in command and were going to dominate the game.
0: Yeah, and five minutes later, Emil Smith-Rowe picks out Saka. There's like a quick interchange of passes between Saka, Smith-Rowe and Lacazette. The young Englishman then receives the ball from Smith-Rowe. Lay it on the plate for uh, the young, the new English uh, lion, Saka, who ends up just tapping the ball into and is about empty and net 2 0 no Arsenal.
1: I think you mentioned to me at halftime of that game the, the what Emil Smith brings to the team, yeah, like I mean, just that between the running between the lines all the time.
0: Because I mean, as I said, until somebody now, you know, of course, figures it out, and I mean, I'm sure Pepe Guardiola is probably going to be the first two that will probably now tackle that sort of problem, but I mean, for now, while he's almost like the X factor that we need. It's causing
1: loads of confusion for whoever we play against now. So. Yeah, and he's like an unknown product as well. You don't know what he's going to do because you can't really study him. There's not a lot of games yeah. where you can watch him in depth. So I think it's a ace up his sleeve, and I think you know hopefully we can get through Man United and Liverpool whenever we. I don't know when we play Liverpool, but Man United coming up soon to to get some points there when when we eventually come up against him so hopefully this streak can work as long as
0: possible. But, I mean, I find it just I'm not infuriating, but when when you think the sort of opportunities that they have gone wasted because you know we ended up trying William on that side, we ended up trying Pepe on that side, and I mean with all these big reputations and 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 with Pepe the price tag, you expected you know something more you know almost like money's worth, and then you see. You know something that, that came from uh, the uh, club academy as a kid, and not even going through the you know different stages of the Arsenal um, young, you know the young uh, squads of Arsenal and the plus the academy, and now you know he's taking the next big step into the first team, and I mean he's taking it with both ends. The same with Saka.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, and, and like you said, Pepe won't get it in the team in a hurry. I mean, you know, if Saka's playing on the right. Uh, we have a now playing on the left and Lacazette doing the business up front and Emil Smith behind them. I mean, where do you fit William and, and Pepe? And then they become too expensive players. It's not adding value. And Pepe doesn't seem like somebody who wants to fight for a place.
0: Yeah, yeah. he looks very lax with what he really does. Uh, 32nd minute, there's has also a fantastic shot, which Johnson again tips over the bar. I mean, I was actually first thinking it was... It was like a heat and hope shot, but I mean, you could see he meant to, you know, aim it for the top corner. And I mean, uh, the keeper did pull off a good save to deny Arsenal.
1: Yeah, I, I think West Ham, I mean, West, West, West Brom were very much under the gosh. And, you know, the, the the Sam Allardyce effect was not working on Arsenal this time.
0: Yeah. Then, of course, 36 minute, the snow starts picking up and quite heavy this time. <laughs> and, but I mean, this is where I also give Arsenal props because. I mean, not only Arsenal, but I mean West It was still an exciting game because yeah, the majority, like say eighty or ninety percent of ball control and and passing was you know really going Look, look, the commentators were also worried. I think the officials as well about the ball you know slowing down in the snow. But I mean, everything was being knocked about. Well, it actually, I mean it made it for a good spectacle. Like you know, like on the eye, but also as an Arsenal fan watching us now dominating this, and, and no, almost like no real stupid tackles, especially, look, you know, we all know, this is also the type of weather where you can, you know, pick up an uh, unnecessary booking.
1: Yeah, for me, Mario is also top class in the back, and he's slowly starting also, you know, to worm his way into my starting 11 every week.
0: Yeah, in 40th minute, um Ajay, he ends up just heading over. I, I think Arsenal kind of suits off for, for a split second, but, you know, no sooner that happens, they're back on the ball again, you know, like focused. And this is something I think Gunnar Block mentioned it the other day, as well as, I think I've heard it also, like one of the pundits where they were saying, you, you, you know, when Arsenal were playing the cautious game and that, and getting almost like sucker punch and losing one, or then it's almost like we barely having a shot at goal, but we still, you know, ending up losing. But now this time around, we are attacking more and whatever, and now, every now and then, we do give a odd chance, but I mean, we are still seeing it we're scoring the goal, so it's, Also, like, bringing a much more exciting Arsenal
1: to watch right now. Yeah, a a few months back, or even a month back probably, there was a bit of a a chore-watching Arsenal play. Mm. Because, I mean, there was no excitement, there was no movement, fluidity to the game. But it just all seems to have changed in a very short space of time. And I just hope, like, you know, they keep on selecting on merit. They're not trying to shoo on people into the team. Yeah,
0: perfectly put. Uh, 44th minute, uh, Johnson, heroics again, was to deny uh, Lacazette. I think he ends up putting a couple of decent saves there, at the, even the last part, because I think it could have been way worse even going into half
1: yeah, he definitely spared their blushes and to, to keep it at two 0 But you just felt that Arsenal were going to come back for more because I think Arsenal smelled blood, and I think we've all been yearning as Arsenal fans for there to be, you know, more than one goal a game or you know, to the, the two goal normal score lines. But it just seems like you know we're looking for to punish teams now when the opportunity arises.
0: You know, Aidan, um, my daughter was telling me also the other like with that game, you know. Because I think she was also like kind of feeling sorry for the for the for West Brom because she knew also like what was now coming with like the second half with us probably now gonna you know swarm them even more. And then I said, Look, you can't put that sort of sentiment to a game like this because look, we already playing on a minus goal difference, so we need to clock up as many goals as we can to get our goal difference, you know, well, you know, well sorted now because look, who knows how that's gonna add up. So I said you put a team like this to the sword because because uh, I also gave an example where look at Liverpool, they took totally that class crystal palace but it's not like they said okay, we're going to have to go easy on them. They yeah. had to put them to the sword and I mean, that was what, 7-0 at the end of it? Same yeah, and I mean, they,
1: they top on goal difference at the moment.
0: Yeah, so I said, yeah, this is now the type of games that you, almost like, I think this was also like a game that most Arsenal fans were thinking, this is where we can, or even if, I think even if you think a, a bit in the past, even the Burnley game could have been something where you thought, or we thought, like, you know, if we'd now play, say, this type of football, we could now, you know, really be in the double figures by now already with a goal difference. But I mean, I think we're now plus one now.
1: <laughs> Finally got into the positives. But, uh, you know, a, a 2 0 up, but it's a very dangerous scoreline because the weather you're playing in, mm. suddenly, you know, they, they fling in a corner, they make it 2 1, and you're you, you rattled at that point. So, you can't afford to take your foot off the pedal. And if you have to put the team to the sword, unfortunately, that's how it is.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, time. When they came out, uh, West Brom already made a change. Because I think they brought on Charlie Austin, rather. You know, especially the conditions. He's normally that Giroud type player that's going to, you know, you know, add a bit of muscle up front. And, uh, you know, height since that was probably going to be their ploy now to come. Because, I mean, they did come out quite positive the second of it. We did end up, I think, having to make also early sub. For minute, Ballerin picks up a knock. He gets replaced by Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who... I think this is what, you know, as we were now discussing, where everything is, like, fitting in now perfectly, where it's not like you are really missing Ballerin. I mean, Ballerin's been yeah. playing very well. I mean, look, we've been up his biggest critics, but give credit where it's due. He's been playing fantastic the last few games. Um, but I mean, look, with, with Maitland-Niles coming in, it's almost like a smooth transition into somebody that's already, you know, in that, that the role. He was already doing, you know, attacking raids down the flank. So, I mean, a good substitution also.
1: Yeah, and it also gives Paladin a bit of a break since he's been, you know, going at it for a while. And it it just shows you um, what difference having a, a a solid play in front of you can make. I mean, soccer works up and down, so he makes Paladin's life a bit easier than having Julian and Pepe in front of him. So, you know, you got to wonder as well um, if, if Atlet is learning his lessons now. Yeah.
0: Then on the hour mark, Saka, caused, course, you know, all sorts of chaos again in the baggies uh, penalty area. Uh, Ajay ends up... Uh, I don't know what sort of clearance that was, <laughs> but he just boots the ball. The ball cannons off the post. It uh, lands, like, favorably to... Smith-Rowe and of course, hits the rebound, smacks it straight into Ajayi again. The ball again comes out, and nothing. this time, also, that's where the experience again comes in. Lacazette, cool and calm, places the ball past the keeper, 3-0 Arsenal. As it
1: just shows the, the confidence in Lacazette, because that finish, he probably would have scuffed it yeah. a few <laughs> weeks back, or put it in the row's head, but you could see the Brighton finish, and this finish, you can see he's, he's much more confident. He's, yeah, he's, he's, in, the zone he's zone. in a better place now. So, I think Arteta, like, I think Lacazette plays in patches. So, I think Arteta needs to kind of get the most out of this patch of, of Lacazette at the moment. And who knows, you know, maybe Lacazette can eat 15 to 20 goals this season. I don't mean,
0: know, that's like, what, seven goals in 14 games now for Lacazette? So, he's on half-street now.
1: Yeah, so... Just need to keep him, keep him keep him, supplied and maybe, hopefully, in this transfer window, you know, we can bring in more players that can create chances because I think that's what we're missing.
0: Yeah. Then, 64th minute, uh, uh, Tierney again beats Furlong. This time, does go for the cross. And, I mean, all luck is there to do is just steer the ball into the net with a knee. 4-0 Arsenal.
1: Uh, I, I'm not sure when this is the last time in the Premier League. I think it was probably Newcastle we beat 4-0, but... I think it's before lockdown, or is it Nardish? I'm not sure we did that result, but it's so good to start finding the regularly and and, and knowing the goals in your game, and knowing that it's not you that's conceding it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, substitutions, you know, with... with, uh, Also, the team uh, getting now almost like close to a week layoff. Uh, Arteta then brings on William for Saka, then Willock, he brings on for Smith-Rowe. You know, two youngsters that really now also... You know, work their socks off and, you know, well deserved the break. Um, so, uh, oh, oh, Charlie Orson in 78th minute manages to finally free himself from, you know, being really marked tightly by holding and Murray, but he ends up blazing over the bar. years uh, minute, Aubameyang forces Johnson into a save. But I mean, again, it was like a quiet game. Peters off into a quiet game for me. I mean, he was like doing, uh, you know, little bits of link up play, which was good. It was positive. But I mean, I
1: think we're all, you know, just willing to, you know, smash the back
0: of the net again. Yeah,
1: but I mean if you look at the performances, like I know uh performance is picked up, but if you look at somebody's performance who's not up to scratching the team at the moment, it's it's kind of him. I know he's carried Arsenal for a long time, but you can see he he's been carried a bit by the team at the moment. I don't know if uh, if it's just me that sees that, but it's like he's not there where he should be compared to the sucker. Like and TN and even Smith rowe
0: But I mean, even if he can even like you know, just lay up little chances where it builds up or leads up to a goal being scored. I mean that is also contributing to the side. But it, it, it's not like, you know, the sort of problem that we're having as you also picked up on with regards to Pepe, where he's just hugging the touchline or William mm-hmm. just don't uh, does not run when it comes to having to defend and it. So um, at least you've got somebody who is willing to run and, and do stuff with a ball.
1: You see, you, you see the difference with like the Saka and Bobby They they let the the fullback have to work and think. Flip, you know, I have to follow him. Uh, this guy could make a later run, so I can't lose my run. Where Pepe won't run into the box unless the ball's on his side of the field.
0: And I think you know one thing I've got now to mention to you and to the listeners. Uh, one thing I also enjoy when I watch uh, Smith Rowe. Um, he does this little thing that that you know back in the days. Uh, Fàbregas used to do, Nasser used to do. Where if if the like somebody that's say at the apex of the attack is going to try to you know with a, a lung either lung busting around or trying to thread the ball through, they do that little cross runs past the defence, and I mean it kind of distracts the defenders and draws one or two of them with him, so it's not like it just opens up the plane to another sort of pocket to put a pass into.
1: Yeah, that's the, definitely creating more space for the team. I think the players are running into caps and it made defending against Arsenal way easier than it was now because people are moving so much now that you don't know you know, where to mark because you're just leaving caps open and we've been exploiting it.
0: Yeah. So, we draw light on that. We switch our attention out to tomorrow's FA Cup, uh, third round tie. Uh, you know, going in as holders, I mean, this should be a good game, especially... You know, with the cup reputation that we've already picked up over the last, like, 10 years or so with this sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and, and I think um, Newcastle won't be focusing too much on the FA Cup. I think they're worried about the the, the Premier League because they haven't been doing the greatest in the Premier League currently.
0: And I think they got also a lot of like injuries, like, you know, little niggles in it. And I think they actually would like to keep as many of the you know players rather save them, for, as you said, so then, for the league campaign, then you know, was like kind of sacrifice them and get unnecessary uh, injuries because look, they don't really have a, a you know a deep or a big squad. I no. mean, I know we got a bloated squad, but you still have a lot to pick you know from. So I mean, look, we even got like say at right back, you got three different choices to go down that path.
1: But I think it'll, it'll be a good place maybe to have a atenapabing on the bench, or if you if you if you want, you could even let the spear the line because maybe this is a game where where you could find the back of the net, and he was out for a bit, but I think they're probably going to arrest him and yeah. let Nketiah lead the line, which doesn't seem to be working as yeah,
0: much. But I mean, look, we got someone like Martinelli also up front. Oh, that yes, was.
1: yes, yes. I forgot about him at his back.
0: So it's, also, it's a way, you know, bigger, way bigger variety. So, you know, people can't be complacent, really, with these slots in the squad. Um, one thing I also want to add, um, also expect, you know, as you said, the changes, but also the, possibly the return of Thomas Party who's been out training with the squad for about two weeks now, and I think this should now be the sort of game where he gets now introduced as well, with this uh, almost like a cameo appearance with about a 20-25 minute run-out, or, you know, starting him and letting him play close to an hour.
1: I think um, it'll be good to have him back in the squad. I think it's going to add a new dynamic. It's a, it's, I know I'm going to sound very much like Wenger, but it's going to be almost like a new signing yeah. having Thomas party back now. I mean, he hasn't really played much games and he's shown what he can do. And I think with the right partner next to him, he, he could cause some damage, especially with uh, little Emil next to him or up front and I mean, in front of him.
0: And I mean, look, it's going to probably be a sort of midfield, you know, probably to like for the future maybe. Because look, I also don't know what's the, the, the club's uh plot with, with uh, Granit Xhaka, but I mean, if you think of... I mean, just say for now, uh, you take uh, Thomas Party, you take Granit Xhaka and Emile Smith-Rowe. I mean, you imagine what that three could do as a unit. Because, look, that two, that uh, Party and smith already makes up for the running of Xhaka. So, yes. you know, that could also bring another sort of dimension to the squad and to even Granit Xhaka's play itself. Because, look, he has been playing, you know, uh, look, I don't know, Dona was a ten fight. But I mean, he's <laughs> also been playing more, like you know, giving away less stupid fouls away. He's looking more confident with his passing. He's actually finding the, the people with his his passing now, not trying too much of that expensive stuff that someone's get on under somewhat. But yeah, it's good. To, and also another point I want to add with the game in the way I actually hope Andy Carroll also plays because for me this will also be a sort of another test for Holding and Marie or. Um, You know, whatever defensive combo we play, I mean, it might even be David Luiz, but, you know, just because we've not played quite a few teams that have short or uh, average-sized forwards. But, I mean, now you're going to have a sort of beanpole who's, you know, all elbows and arms and whatever. And, 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 you know, with that height, especially to attack balls. So, it's going to be, for me, a good test, whichever defensive setup we have, because you know you're going to have your work cut out to play against him.
1: I would like Marie to play, just to see what he's... Because, I mean, he, he can really stake a claim to be, you know, the partner for, for Gabriel in the future. I mean, I know the things are doing well. And you could have that kind of bold Keon and Adams thing where yeah. you have those three centre-backs who, who play interchangeably. So that could also work. And, I mean, there's a lot of cup competitions and games. So, you know, who knows what that three can maybe do together.
0: Yeah. So as we wind down the podcast now, um, our talking points uh, section, um, with regards to Mr. Zaldivar, there's been that talk that Fenerbahce and DC United were, you know, in talks with him. So since he's got like his businesses set up in in the states, and uh, you know, of course, he's Turkish heritage that's also making the Fenerbahce deal attractive. So, any thoughts on that? I, you know, I I don't have much. I just.
1: I guess I just want the saga to be over. I mean, it, uh, it's yeah. I just sad how, how it ended. I mean, when Beside Ozil joined Arsenal, I was, you know, thrilled to pieces because I um, couldn't believe that this guy was coming to the club and just the way the man in which his career just went from there to there, like, you know, dropped. It's quite sad. So, you know, wherever he goes, wish him luck for it, whether it's DC United or Apache, but you know, maybe DC United would be better or for him, the MLS, and maybe a slow paced league for where he can do more more damage. Then,
0: yeah,
1: they look, like, would, yeah. would you? I, I saw a, a post or somebody on Instagram when they said, like, would you consider Messi Ursula Arsenal legend, or in which bracket of players would you put
0: him in? No, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but I find that ridiculous of some people. I mean, there's some people that they have say a big uh, Twitter following and they think when they state their opinion, it's almost like, you know, an actual fact. It's almost like just an assumption because, I mean, I don't think was, I was... Mean, if, if you even think of, of, say, the FA Cup final that we won under Wenger, that, that period when his job was really under threat with the Toul City game, that was a game we didn't contribute that much to the game. Like other players in the team were carrying him. I mean, I find he was a good player. He had his... his Little stint where he was excellent, especially that first, I think, first two seasons, he was quite good. But I think, as yes, that, that, especially with a new contract, another says something, you mustn't take too much of that into context. But I just think that also changed his old mindset. So it's almost like it exposed him more for, you know, not, you know, really grinding down, uh, like, you know, where we could have been almost like progressing, say, in the Champions League or whatever. I'm not saying it's solely he's pro- like he was the problem, but it's not like you can make it as if he's going to swing a game your way, because the way, I mean, for me, till today, whenever I see Hoiberg, I'm thinking of that game when we lost, I think, 3-0 at, at Southampton, where...
1: There's four. I think there's four.
0: Four. Jesus.
1: At boxing day game.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he was totally being bossed by Hoyberg and that guy was not even really breaking the sweat. All he did was I'm just lean on him, lean on him, and that was it. That, that's when he won the ball. And, and I just think to myself, look, I wish him well wherever, but I just don't see him. I mean, You'll remember, say, as an Arsenal player in that, but to put him in the, in you know, sort of regard as Vieira and that, that you know, almost like a real winners that, you know, gave it all, left, you know, blood, sweat and tears on that pitch when they're done. No, you know, tossing of the gloves here, there and whoever. They play their heart out and that is where I classify some days like a true legend for the club.
1: Would, would you put Aaron Ramsey and, 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 and Alexis Sanchez above Mesut Ozil in terms of what they've done for you? As, I know... Sanchez left in a controversial manner, but did you yeah, have had,
0: more... You know, if I, if I compare, say, even say some somebody like Sanchez, that controversy of that to the controversy, say, of Van Persie, then I mean, I hold Sanchez in a way I regard, because we all know it was, you know, what caused, at the end of the day, the, the biggest problem with regards to Sanchez, because a lot of the club kind of gambled, kind of failed, if you think of it, because then I thought, if they're going to play tough with the one the other one can be happy. But, I mean, it's almost like they you know, they put their money on the wrong colour in the Russian card. Yes,
1: yes, 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 definitely. And I think a guy like Sanchez would have added so much to this team if you just had to keep him happy at the club. So, you know? And, I mean, you, you saw that thing where you said you wanted to go back to Arsenal after the first day.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, for me, uh, with the other point that you made with regards to Ramsey, I mean, I hold him as a, a club, like a club hero. I would say like a real... Uh, you know, idol or legend, not just like a legend, but I mean, he's, all that he's made almost like the FA Cup his own. Like, yeah. You know, so the sort of thing that he did at Wembley for Arsenal is crazy. It's actually amazing. as a good. And so, I mean, I think very highly of and I mean, for me, like you, because I know you also took it quite hard. Like when he left, yeah. you it was it was just, it came down to almost like, say, I like 100k in in Vegas. Yeah. You just wanted extra, and that was it. Because when I mean, he yeah. was somebody chipped in with goals, chipped in with assists, link-up play was always excellent all over. So I mean, a, a person miss him.
1: Yeah, so true. Uh,
0: the other points I'm gonna make: uh, Genoa are now interested also in Socrates and Mustafa. I don't know if it's as a pay or it just because I know Socrates is a, a main target for Genoa because they need to, you know, add uh, defensive, you know, almost accessibility to this squad. Uh, but, I mean, I'm, there's a lot of question marks over Mustafi because I, I honestly do think we need to start um, phasing out, you know, somebody like Mustafi. And, and yeah, definitely. Because look, at the wages that's now freed up then. Uh, you can start, you know, maybe blending in another couple of youngsters again to add to the squad. Besides, you know, maybe going out and making one purchase or so. And then, of course, I don't know if I mentioned this in, in this last few minutes, uh, Saliba then got his loan move to Nice to help out there. So I mean, I just hope things go well for him there because I mean, he needs you know luck to go his way because it's almost like he's had like you know strokes of bad luck from the way the setup of the club, you know, being bought by one manager and then kind of being omitted by the the new manager. So you know, it's not like a real shitty situation he's in.
1: Yeah, I, I really hope it works out because I'm sure there is a talent in there.
0: And then of course Arsenal with that what you mentioned last week, I think already with that Cat yeah, There's nothing official done this week comes from Erte Berlin, and I think he's already training with the first-team squad, which could also be a big bonus, because, I mean, you never know if, if he could be drafted into something. I think we're also looking for something like that where a youngster can come in that already has, you know, like, you know what what Bayern sometimes do where they can yeah. bring in a youngster and immediately blood him into the first-team setup. and I just hope this guy is going to be, you know, that type of guy. And then, a uh, final bit of news, Arsenal made, a, I think, couldn't get the club now, make a £120 million loan by the Bank of England. I think it's, it's supposed to be paid back by, I believe, May or June, by the, you know, by the time the season ends. Yeah. Because that's now also to help with the COVID, with the funding, and that with, you know, players, uh, wages, staff wages, isn't
1: it? Okay, that's that's good to hear. Let's hope that we pay the the, the loan up as soon as possible. We don't want more debt in the books.
0: Yeah. And with that, we'll end the podcast. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Take care. Bye.
1: Cheers, guys. Have a good one.